Okay, let's turn to the psalm. Psalm 27. Psalm 27. We're just going to lift three verses. Just going to speak on them for a little moment, for a few moments, and then we'll have a time of prayer. Psalm 27, verse 7, 8, and 9. Verse 7. Hear, O Lord, when I cry with my voice. Have mercy also upon me and answer me. When thou saidest, Seek ye my face, my heart said unto thee, Thy face, Lord, will I seek. Hide not thy face far from me. Put not thy servant away in anger. Thou hast been my help. Leave me not, neither forsake me. O God of my salvation. Father, thank you that your blessing maketh rich and you add no sorrow with it. We thank you for your word. We thank you for your son. We thank you for his precious blood. We thank you for this great salvation. We thank you for your spirit. We thank you, Lord, for your people. We thank you, Lord, for you. Just who you are, Lord. And we thank you with every fiber of our being and from the deep innermost recesses of our heart. We give you thanks. We thank you, Lord, that you bring the peace of God which passeth all understanding to the troubled heart and mind and soul. And so this evening, Lord, we pray. Lord, encourage us in your word. And Lord, we will rejoice in your word. And so, Father, we thank you for your presence. Glorify your name, we ask it, for Jesus' sake. Amen. Notice here, verse 7 is a man in a sort of distress without a peace, and he has to remind himself of where his peace comes from, where his hope lies in, and he has to remind himself of his prayers even at night. Sure, if I asked us all to raise a hand, I'm sure we would all be raising our hand if we would say, Who all has lay in bed at night and wondered? And thoughts in their head has been racing round their head. And who all in their bed at night has thought there's no one else in the world but I myself alone? The psalmist David, the king in Israel, had everything around him, and he felt exactly the same way. And sometimes we would wonder, where are you, Lord, in a circumstance? Where are you in this situation that you find yourself in? And maybe sometimes we allow our minds to race when there's no cause for it to do so, but we can't help that racing in our minds, especially in the night watches. Verse 7, here... O Lord, when I cry with my voice. 
have mercy also upon me and answer me. Lord, I need you. Lord, I need an answer. Lord, help me and speak to me. Notice here the answer comes to David. And here's the answer to you and I this evening. Here's the answer to you and I from this evening on and for every evening to try and remind ourselves as David has to bring ourselves back when our mind races away into tomorrow or in the next year or in the next week. Notice verse 8. When thou saidest, seek ye my face, my heart, notice my heart, said unto thee, thy face, Lord, will I seek. Now note here, first of all, it's Lord, I'm crying unto you. Will you listen? Will you hear? Will you answer? And God answers. Seek me. Put your trust in me. Seek me with all of your heart. And notice here he says, seek my face. Because many times, what do we seek? We seek his hand. Lord, your hand of provision, your hand of blessing, your hand of protection, your hand of healing, your hand of giving, your hand of bounty, your hand of everything else. And we're looking for the hand. Just come in and do it for me. And that's it. But the Lord doesn't say that. He says, seek my face. Seek me for me. Seek me for who I am. But what about this? And what about that? What about the other or something else? He says, no, seek my face. Now, the word for face here and in most of the Old Testament is the word podname. Podname. And it means that part which turns. That part which turns. In other words, your face and mine would be, we look to the right front of our body, and if we were, as it were, going to cross the road, we look to the right and to the left. Isn't that right? Your face turns. That part which turns. And so the Lord is saying, if you want me to turn to you when you call on me, then seek me. It's so simple. Seek me. Seek my face. My presence. The word ponim is the word for God's immediate, felt, tangible presence. So when we were here, just there now, and sometimes it takes a while to let everything of the week and the day or the hour or the drive over, to get it all out of your head and say, Lord, I want to come to worship you, fellowship with you. I want to come to seek your face. What we are saying is we are coming to seek his presence. We're coming believing and we're coming expecting. What is it the men's fellowship, Romney? Expect, expect anything, expect everything from God. And that should be our hearts when we're gathering, whether it's a Sunday morning, whether it's at the drive-in or whether it's here or when we're back here when the drive-in, whenever that is, finishes. It's expecting those things that expect God to turn up. Expect God. Now, God is everywhere. 
But what I mean turn up is the name of God is that God turns his face to you. God turns his face. So when we were here singing at the start, I had a few things running through my head today, especially the word for Sunday and whatever. But I was looking to get some of this together for this evening. I felt to try and draw you with that. But after we're singing for a while, especially as we start drawing in to you deserve the glory and you're singing of his honor and you're giving yourself over, you're opening your heart and your spirit is starting to feel the connection with God. The name of God is God turns his face. And if you were aware of the presence of God when we were just singing now, if you were aware of him, if you were aware of that anointing, then that gives the idea of the name, the face, that bit which turned, that bit which turns, which means God turned for that moment. God has turned for this period of time. God has turned. Although he's everywhere, and so he concentrates himself, but he turns his attention to CET in the tent on the Wednesday night. Just at that moment. That's why you're experiencing the nearness of God. The name of God is that bit which turns. It's as though he just turned and comes in. He turns and comes in. And on the prayer here, when I cry, it's expecting that God has turned his face to us because we've worshipped him. And when we cry unto him, he answers us. You know, you can seek God in prayer. And you can seek God in worship. And you seek God in the Word. Do you ever worship in the Word? My main worship, maybe it's because I'm the preacher, I don't know, but I've always found God most near me and most alive in me and close to me in the Word of God. In the Word. I love worship. I love to sing. I love his nearness. But it's the word that really does something. His face then comes to turn. The name of God. And notice he says, seek ye my face. Seek my presence. C-E-T together corporately. Seek my presence. Seek my face. Each and every one of you, when you're on your own or whether you're with a few friends, seek my presence. Seek my face. And seek until you find. I mean, seek till God allows you to find him. Till he comes to you. You might be at night, whether if you're like me, you be in bed sometimes, you can't sleep. And I just get up and go on the rest of the night until do something, do other things. We go up and maybe go and study or just write or whatever I need to do. And it could be three, four, five, six o'clock in the morning and then by the time it's everybody's up and going to work my eyelids are starting to close I think I'm on the wrong shift and I have to try and keep going throughout the day and every now and again my eyelids start to close a bit felt a bit like that today but whether it's then whether it's in bed whether it's in a park whether it's in your car Who's ever been in the car and talked to the Lord? Nearly all of us, I think. Well, here's another thing then. Who's ever been speaking to God in the car 
and you've been driving somewhere and the presence of God's come into the car. Saw his face, driving the car. That's why he's the living God. That's why we can't leave him on a Sunday and get on with our rest of our week just as if he doesn't exist because he's, we've experienced him and, and he's alive. He's the God of all living. Verse 7, Hear, O Lord, when I cry with my voice. Have mercy also upon Answer me. In other words, God doesn't have to answer us if he doesn't want to because he's God. But his mercy is that he does. God owes us nothing. He owes me absolutely nothing. But yet in his mercy and in his grace, he comes. When thou saidest, now David's saying, you've told me what to do. You've told me how to find peace. You've told me how to find healing. You've told me how to find rest. You've told me, and he says, when thou saidest, seek ye my face, seek my presence, my ponim. Notice he says, my heart said, not just my mind. I go, well, Lord, I will, I will, says the head, doesn't it? I will, I'll do it later. I will sometime. And then your head's full of everything else and you don't. My heart says, thy face, Lord, will I seek. Thy ponim, I will seek you until you turn your face to me. Until I have a consciousness of you. And it's in that moment and it's in those times, brothers and sisters, it's then we find perfect peace. We find rest. We find satisfaction. We have help. And it's then our strength starts to increase and build. You seek the giver, not the gifts. I don't know how many people said, oh, I want to be baptized in the Spirit and speak with tongues. That's good. That's good. But listen, don't seek the tongue, seek the giver. Worship him. Just love him. And let him gift you and give you as he deems it fit at that moment. And keep on seeing. Healing. We seek the healer. Worship him. Look, I know we could be praying for the sick, and we do. We did last week. One was wonderfully touched and healed last week. But the point about it is, is when we're praying, it's not all, oh, Lord, and you're trying to shout God out of heaven that he might fall off his throne and come down to you. It's understanding. It's his presence. You're a vehicle. You're a vessel. If you're born again of the Spirit, you are a vehicle and you are a vessel of the Holy Spirit. You're the temple of the Holy Ghost. And when you're praying, I've been to places where there have been deliverance ministries and I have partaken in them. And some of them I thought they're going to beat the devil out of some of the people. 
trying to shout the devil out of the people. You don't need to. It's authority. It's authority. It's learning the presence, practicing his presence, and learning authority. So when we seek him, it's everything we need is in his presence. That's why in thy presence there is what? What is it? Fullness of joy. And at thy right hand there are pleasures for evermore. So at thy right hand are the pleasures. The right hand in Scripture speaks of power, speaks of authority, but it also speaks of fellowship, shaking hands, you know. Jesus is exalted and glorified, he's, and he's seated at the word, the right hand of the Father. In the place of power and authority. That's what the scriptures tell us. He's in full relationship again with the Father. After that being broken with our sin at Calvary. Notice here it means he is in the place and power of God because he is the almighty God in flesh. So seek him. In thy presence, it means in your pawn name, when your face turns. You know when someone is ignoring you, don't you? And they say, you know what? Your man wouldn't look at me. Not the way we say it. Your woman wouldn't even look at me. Wouldn't look at me. And you feel it. You sense it. Without a word being said. Because their face hasn't turned. How many people come to a meeting and leave without looking toward God and without experiencing God looking toward them? Draw nigh unto God and he will draw nigh unto you. If you draw nigh to him, he'll draw nigh to you. That's a promise from the scriptures. It's a promise of God. So in thy presence, there's fullness of joy. Everything in the presence of God. I seen, one time I was in Dublin when I was pastoring there and there was a, a few Filipinos came to the church and they had a Filipino church on a Sunday afternoon in some school, old-style wooden floor gymnasium, way south side of Dublin. But they came to us every Sunday morning. They used to bring all their wee tambourines and they were brilliant on them. And one of them says to me, Pastor, you come and preach at our church. Our pastor wants to talk to you. I says, right, okay. So I contacted, they asked me to preach this Sunday afternoon. And after Sunday morning, I went around. And I'm just preaching. And all I'm, all I'm doing is talking about Jesus. Just about him. The place was full of Filipinos. And there was a few uh, Irish there too. As in white Irish indigenous people. And I remember... I was sitting a couple of rows back and they called me up to preach and you know, do you remember the old big old stages they used to have in some of the schools? The old, so the, the, the worship team was up there started worshipping. And there's this woman sitting a couple of rows right at the front row 
And she, she was shaking. I couldn't even, like, but everything in her body was going like this, just totally shaking. There was one on, person on this arm, other Irish people and Filipinos, one on this arm. They were holding her around her waist, trying to hold her down, and somebody behind her on her shoulders and holding her. She was throwing them all off. She kept watching us, and I had to get up and preach. So I got up anyhow, and I just stayed on the floor, and she was along the front row. Start talking about the Lord Jesus Christ. And this anointing came heavier and heavier. His name, his face was turning. She kept talking about him. Just coming up to the end, when I was just about to finish, this woman was sitting over here. Say where Ronnie is, and I was on the floor here. All these people around her, the whole time was very off putting. But I just kept going, and the next thing, this deep, dark voice came out of her. Can this, can you do anything about that woman? So it went. <laughs> and I looked and thought, did that voice come out of that woman? It was really darker than that, really deeper. And in my head I said, Lord, what do I do? Right in the front of the meeting. I says, come on up, stand up. She stood up and they brought her over and her hanging off her. How many there was around her? Couldn't control her. She wasn't noisy, just shaking and grunting the old time and growling. And I just walked up and I says, you know what? I says, do you know who I'm talking about? Ah, started shouting at me. Eyes black like pools of ink. And all these people were a wee bit perturbed by this. They're like a bit nervous. I remember I said, you could see the woman, then you've seen the spirit. Then you've seen the woman, you've seen the spirit. And she says, doctors can't help me. I have no peace for years. You can't help me. No, can you help me? I says, no, I can't help you. But the one I'm talking about can. I says, worship team, just want to sing. I just started singing. I walked up to the woman, put my hands out like this. And she looked at me and I said, put your hands in. And they were like this on her. Put your hands in with mine like this. And I was all over the place then like this. And they're still holding her. And started to sing. And I just said to her, I'm going to worship Jesus. And he's going to set you free. And I'm like this all over the place with this woman. Really, real strength in her. Started to worship, and I worshipped him. And his presence came in so strong. I don't know how long it was, and I was like this, and I'd lifted my hands up in worship, and I was singing away. Next thing I realized, I was completely still. And I looked out my eyes, and the woman was like this, still. And I let her go and I walked away and I went like that, leave her alone. And we worshiped for 40, 50 minutes. And the woman was still, still. And I went up to her and I says, 
Christ has set you free and he's given you peace you can't find. That just says he's my saviour. We worshipped for an hour and a half after that. Nobody was going home. And this is the truth. The Filipinos started getting on like red Indians. Whoop, whoop, and another dance. But whoop, boys, no, you know. And they've done literal cartwheels up and down the center. I go, wow, <laughs> I haven't seen cartwheels like this before. I've seen many of things, but not those cartwheels. But they rejoiced because this woman had been set free. It was the presence of Christ. It's the presence of the Lord. So in his presence, there's fullness of joy. You and I have the presence of God. We have, he lives in us. And it's understanding the believer's authority in that. We don't need, we don't need, uh, you know, yes, at times we're fervent, and this is, but we don't need to try and work up an energy. There's a difference between working up an energy and the presence of the Lord. I sought his face. He came and he done the work. And that woman went on with God until I left Dublin a couple of years later. I have lost contact with people. And that woman worshipped Jesus. See when people tell me Jesus isn't real? <laughs> I say, I just haven't met him yet. So we seek him, his face. Believe it or not, I had a whole load of scriptures here and I haven't got through the first one yet, so we're going to wrap it up. Maybe another time we'll look at this. Here's what I want you to see in verse 9 as we close this. Hide not thy face far from me. Put not thy servant away in anger. Thou hast been my help. Leave me not, neither forsake me, O God of my salvation. Now here's the thing. We're talking old covenant here. He has promised us to never leave us nor forsake us. I will never leave thee nor forsake thee. Isn't that the promise? Look, I will never leave thee nor forsake thee. Back to front thee, forsake nor thee leave, never will I. Whatever way you want to look at it. In the new covenant in Christ, he can't leave us in the sense of deserting us when we're saved because he's bought us. But his felt presence can be far from you. His anointing can lift off the light life. Could be through sin or whatever, but can lift off the life. But he's the God of David's salvation. So this tells us tonight that salvation not only is off the Lord, but when we are saved, he not only hears us and answers us, but he comes to our aid. He comes to our aid. Let me finish with this. 
Psalm. Twenty-seven and verse eight again. When thou saidest, "Seek ye my face," my heart said unto thee, "Thy face, Lord, will I seek." See the word here, my heart, my innermost being. Listen, see if when we come together, and this isn't condemnation. Please don't think that. See, when we come together, or when we're on our own, but when we're together, do you see if you come to the meeting and spend half the meeting looking in your handbag, sister? Or see if you, we come to the meeting and you spend half the meeting counting the squares on the, on the tent's roof there, brother? You're all going to start counting them, aren't you? I shouldn't have said that. <laughs> but what I'm saying is, see if we come and you're so engrossed in every worry, fret, and fear, you're going to miss out. You're going to miss out. I'll tell you, he's already here. So it's how you want him. If you want peace, if you want joy, if you need strength, it's here tonight. Drink deep. Eat well at his table. Seek his face. Let's just pray for a minute, shall we? Just, even without saying, we'll just pray.